0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the Sports Addicts, Bob Haney from 105.7 The Fan, and Robbie Davis Sr., Robbie Davis Jr., and we are remiss because last week we didn't really introduce ourselves, and I will start, gentlemen, if you don't mind. Bob Haney, 105.7 The Fan, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. I've been in radio here in this market for 22 years, spent 10 years at WNST, now 12 years. At uh, 105.7 now Odyssey Radio. Grew up in East Baltimore. I root for the home teams. No bandwagon jumping here. It's the Orioles. It's the Ravens. It's the Terps, Wizards, Caps to a lesser extent. Not really a big hockey fan, but I have to root for somebody. That's would uh, the team that I would go for. I'm a Capricorn. My favorite color. Is my favorite color is blue. And uh, my lucky number is seven. So now you get to know me a little bit. I'm married. My daughter's 25 and doesn't seem to be want to leave in the house anytime soon. But that's another story <laughs> for another day. Senior, introduce yourself to the people out there
1: in then, Hello, I'm Robbie Senior and uh, I own Robbie's First Base, which I've owned for 32 years. And of course, I'm born and raised in Baltimore. Uh, before uh, Robbie's First Base, I owned All-Star Dodge, All-Star Chevrolet. And all-star Chrysler Plymouth. So I was in the car business. You were an all-star, obviously. So I was in the car business and uh, I got to meet a lot of athletes because I had them doing my commercials. Eddie Murray, Brooks Robinson, Fred Lynn, Mike Morgan, Lee Lacey, I could name on and on. I had a lot of athletes. So that got me into the business I am. I'm in now and uh, of course people know that we uh, had a uh, ABC, the ball boys TV show that we did for two years. So uh, we got a little knowledge in um, sports and it'll come out uh,
2: from all the years that we've been doing this. And with that, uh, I go up to my son. Yeah. Uh, Robbie jr. Also work here at Robbie's first base. Been here for probably as long as we've been open, even though uh, half of those years probably wasn't legal working legally, but uh, I'm a lifelong sports fan. Get the, uh, the federal government. <laughs> it's too late now. It's over with now, but uh, you lifelong sports fan. Uh, my dad got me into sports at a young age. Had a lot of exposure to athletes at a young age. Was around Eddie Murray, like you know, it's Brooks Robinson, Al Bunbury, all these guys. My whole life, so I've always been around athletes and sports. Um, was lucky enough to play sports myself. Played baseball in college. Uh, had a little brief, short minor league baseball career with the minor league with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And um, basically, I, just, I mean, I'm just a diehard sports fan. i um, got two kids, myself. They're both into sports and activities, things like that. And um, one of the cool things about being here at Robbie's First Base over the years, just thinking about it the other day, is that we've had the exposure inside these four walls that we're in right now. We've had Johnny Unitas, Jim Brown, Brooks Robinson, Eddie Murray. Shut her down. Uh, My computer just fucking cracked. Ah, damn. You were ripping,
1: too. Yeah, bro. I was going to say, <laughs> just keep going, and then we'll redo yours.
2: So, should I just start talking again? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay.
2: Pete Rose, don't forget. I'm not. One of the cool things about being at Robbie's First Base, inside these four walls, we've had Pete Rose, Jim Brown, Johnny Unitas, Brooks Robinson, Eddie Murray, countless Art Donovan, you know, Warren Moon, Jalen Rose. you have had all these guys be here in this in these four walls in the last, like, 33 years of us being in business, which is crazy, you know? Nobody thinks that from day one that yeah, things are going to be that way. But, I mean, if these walls could talk, man, I mean, there's been some cool things that happened in the store. And that's, you know, and, and I'm naming some of the big names. I mean, there's been hundreds of guys, you know, in, including, like, Al, Bruce Laird. Jamal yeah. Lewis. Yeah. All right, Robbie Jr., you were talking
0: about uh, being a college baseball player, and I don't want to digress too much from the topics at hand here on the Sports Addicts, but how do you feel about sports talk is done mostly by people who never played at a collegiate level? A lot of people played rec league ball like myself or high school, whatever it may have been. Do you need to to do sports talk, have some sort of
2: athletic background yourself? No, it's a nice, but I've always been one of those people that don't really feel like you have to have played a sport or have the, athlete, the background to be able to teach it and coach it and talk about it. I mean, we're all fans, that doesn't necessarily mean you know how to play the sport, but we're all fans. And you see in sports, you know, some of the best players can't coach because their ability to get from A to Z comes naturally. They don't know how to go from A to B to C to D to teach you how to be able to do something right. Uh, One of the examples, like we've seen what it was like, Eddie Murray, one of the best baseball players you've ever seen, maybe not the best coach, you know, in his coaching career because things come naturally to him. And I, I don't know exactly if that was the reason why his coaching career didn't, you know, wasn't a success, but you do see that in sports. Just because you know how to play a game doesn't give you any more ability to be able to talk about it and teach it, you know, just because you were a better player on the field. So, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with it. What do you think, Satan? Um, I think it's just the opposite.
1: You know, I hate to come up on the wrong side, but I think it's just the opposite. And, and this, is, this is what I say. Baseball is one of the slowest sports ever. And you hear people always talk about how slow it is. But to me, as a fan and played baseball, it's not slow at all. It's the most intricate game. Every pitch changes what you do with that baseball when it comes to you or when you throw it. So to me, the game's not slow. But that's because I played it and understand it. And a person who never played it doesn't understand that. They say, oh, yeah, you, you got to speed it up. It's sped up, but people don't understand. So I think having played ball, gives you the, a little more knowledge than the guy who hasn't played ball. Because you can relate. Because you're a fan. Baseball isn't slow to you. No. And I know it's mm-hmm. not.
2: I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah I, would so, agree. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah.
1: So, but to people, um, they look at it and say, oh, man, that game's slow. No, it's not. You just don't understand it because you didn't play it. So, yeah, I think by playing it gives you, a head, gives you an edge up on the other guy. But, I mean, you can get all the knowledge that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially
0: nowadays, like fans are smarter now than they ever were because of the access you have to stats. You can literally watch any game you want to watch. And I agree to some level that, you know, I'd like a guy that could throw a baseball from third base to first base to maybe teach Teach, major league players. You know what I mean? But to talk about it. I don't think sports is rocket science, it, you know what I mean? No, no. Some people have a, more of an acumen. I mean, I could tell you who was the starting lineup for the 74 A's. Absolutely. But that's not paying my mortgage, you know absolutely. what I mean? But it's it's, it's, it's cold, and like, baseball trivial a,
2: knowledge to have. And baseball but, is a totally different animal because baseball is that one sport where unless you played it, you really don't have a true understanding of it. The other sports aren't really like that because – Number one, they're easier. Baseball is a skill-based sport, and it, like my dad said, you, you think it moves slow, but it doesn't. There's people are moving on every pitch, every single thing, every single pitch in baseball. Even when I talk to like little kids playing, and they said there's nothing to do. If you're playing baseball the right way, you're moving the entire game. So that's a misconception that people have, and maybe yeah. So somebody that had played in the past, maybe they have a little more knowledge and be able to you know to to understand the game better and and relay the game better. That being said, we need to play ball. Well, let's play ball. And we're talking about the MLB <laughs> lockout sports oh, acts here. And um w- last
0: week, yeah. we thought that everything was going to get resolved yeah, we did. Yeah, by we did. Tuesday, and they actually extended the deadline to five o'clock Tuesday afternoon. Nothing's happening, from what we understand. Obviously, we all read the newspapers. April might be wiped out in its entirety, mm-hmm. and the uh, start of the season might not be until May. And you know baseball is a sport that's we all enjoy it and caleb here is our uh, trusty engineer and producer he likes baseball but baseball might be an acquired taste and you talk about how it's fast and we get the nuances of the game but you know some people are just like yeah,
1: they're bored yeah they're so bored.
0: baseball i think there's a lot of tone deafness going on here mm-hmm. i understand that the players want this and the owners are reluctant to give that but in the end the fans are losing and w- how can you sacrifice literally a month of your season I know. and expect people just to come, you know, rolling through the turnstiles to watch your product?
2: Well, and I think one of the problems is that baseball, in their mind, still believes it's king. Because me, as a baseball fan, I still believe baseball is king, even though I know damn well that uh, it's uh, not.
0: We all grew up. because we speak, gr- Baseball was my number one sport. Yep. It's See America's pastime. You- yeah, yeah. But it's not. Anymore. But it, it knew.
2: You know, and in 1994, when the, we went on strike, you know, everybody waited with bated breath because there was nothing else to do. We, like, locally here, we didn't have the Ravens. There was no other competition. You waited for baseball to come around. There's only one baseball. But now, I mean, the way football is, you know, look, we're dealing with March Madness right now, so you know that's going to take over. Football, you got the combine leading into the draft and then leading into training camp. Baseball, man, especially in these small market towns like, like us, with not a very good team, people are going to skip right over baseball if they, yeah. if they don't get it straight. Nothing's going to
1: change with these owners and the players until it hits them in the pocket. The towns and the cities have already been hit. These small towns where they have the minor league camps, they've already been hit. Opening day has already been hit. So it's hitting them in the pocket. Until the players and the owners get hit in the pocket, and it's going to happen, nothing's go, nothing ever is going to change. I believe that the owners went into this knowing that they weren't going to acquiesce to the players. They went in knowing that this was going to happen. And they are yeah. sacrificing their money until they start getting hurt. Nothing's going to change. Well, the only thing happening right now, getting hit in the pockets, the
0: players, yeah. because these and, games are yeah. canceled. They're not going to recoup the money. Small market teams like the Orioles,
2: they go. They don't have to pay anybody. And, for and it. Not, Exactly, and not just the players. It's the workers. I mean, the guy, these guys at these little spring training towns, oh, these, yeah, they're getting you know, even time. the guys that are planning to, you know, to work down at the ballpark come opening day. And that's one of the reasons why the players association started that million dollar fund. But, you know, those are the people that are going to be really affected. And the bottom tier players who aren't saying anything right now. The only guys that are talking are the top tier. Players. And the owners are getting hit
1: right now. The owners are getting hit because they got people that they have to employ, that they have to have when baseball comes back. We're not going to be there. Because these people got to go find a job and do something, mm-hmm. so they're being hit. It's it's just not hitting them like you see hitting the players, but they are being hit, and they'll feel it down the road. and And some of them recover, yep. and some of them don't. I mean, some of them don't. You, I mean, like uh, I don't know why. Um, with Jeta just got out of the monitor. I don't know why he I'm left. Here, yeah. Uh But he, but. But I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't have something to do with the financial aspect of the game right now. Because it's up in the air right now what's going to happen with baseball. If I had the money to buy a baseball team, I would try to look for a football team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But let's look at it this way, too. You turn on ESPN or whatever your favorite sports channel is and you go to your favorite website, the lockout's not the top story. It's, like, buried behind yeah, LeBron right. James it, for a shitty Lakers team. Yeah. Scored 56 last yeah. That tonight. tells you that Mark the fans are off the, of The combine. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exact 24-hour yep. coverage. Oh, by the way, baseball's still in a lockout, up. and we have yep. no idea when yeah, they're going to yep. get together In
2: yep, baseball, we should be talking about cool things right now. We should be talking about where Correa's going, where yeah. Freddie Freeman's going. You know, we shouldn't be talking about, nothing, you know, what, what, you know, fighting over money. And especially right now, nobody wants to hear that with things going on in the world. Nobody wants to hear these guys crying over money. You know, whether it's right or wrong on either side, people don't want to hear it. But it's a work stoppage in our pastime. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. like the fifth
0: headline in any sports right. Mike Krzyzewski's final game yeah. was like the Holy Grail oh, of sports yeah. news uh, for this yeah. weekend. And,
2: and to be honest with you, I think that should have been. I, I think I think that should have been.
0: But the the fact that my point is, I guess, the baseball's buried speaks volumes about what maybe the public plans want. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Now that Major League Baseball is shut down for now, locked out, they're not on strike, they're locked out by the owners. I was watching um, MLB Network Mm -hmm. on Friday and a little bit yesterday. They're showing college baseball. Yeah. So if you want your baseball for college baseball, this might be the best thing to happen because now, in college baseball and the national consciousness, mm-hmm. man, nobody really watches it until the College World Series. Now it's an opportunity to maybe take a gander at some of your future stars.
2: Yeah. To me, as a former college baseball player, I love it. I know my dad is not the biggest fan of it because of the metal bats, yeah. but I can see past the metal the bats. Of the bat. Yeah, I can't get into the metal bats. I can see, I metal can metal see past the metal bats. Yeah. You know, I yes, can't get past that. Things that can happen with a metal bat. Yeah. You know, you can't do it with a wood bat, but I can definitely see past that. And another, another thing is that the guys that they're showing on TV right now, you know, they're showing you the top programs around the country. Baseball is not like it was in the past with so many years of development. You Guys you see get drafted in the first few rounds, especially college guys, they're going to be in the big leagues in a couple of years. They have to be, number one, because they're college guys and they're already older. You know, they're not high school guys. They're not guys that are coming from – the foreign countries that are the international free agents. These are 19, 20, 21 year old guys that need to be in the big leagues right away. So guys, you see when, when you see uh, a Jack lighter pitching for Vanderbilt last year, Jack lighter is going to be in the big leagues within a year or two. You know, you're going to see Adley Rushman, a guy that was at Oregon state two years ago in the big leagues now or next year. So it's cool. It's cool to see that. Yeah. Adley Rushman,
0: by the way, now pushing 25 years old. So to, mm-hmm. to get back to the Orioles and major league baseball, um, the lockout going to cost maybe April. He will play because he's not on the 40-man right. roster, right. so he gets a minor league time, whether right. it's Bowie or Norfolk, I don't really know. But if he's not on – when they play their first game mm-hmm. in 2022, mm-hmm. Adley Rutschman better well, be the catcher. Andy. He will be. He will be.
1: Uh, we we agree he absolutely will be. They don't come north without Adley Rutschman. He is coming north with, with the Baltimore Orioles. Well, he's already here. So no, no. He's, he's going to be on that starting lineup. No. We we talked about you this last week. You have to adjust week.
0: your roster yep. or whatever it's got to be to yeah. make it out. He's not even on the forty man. Give
1: up a yeah. year's service? I don't care what, what it
2: is. As far as the owners are concerned, it's they want to hold you back. He's coming north. because here's the thing: if you got a big boy, if you've got a Ronald Acuna, if you've got uh, a Fernando Tatis Jr., you don't even let it come to that where the extra year matters. I don't necessarily think the Orioles are going to have him up from day one, but you don't even let it come to that because you take care of those guys to save yourself some money. You throw them that deal early. We're talking you know? about the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> right. And <laughs> yeah. th- with the Baltimore Orioles, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are bring them up. I don't think that's going to happen to the Baltimore Orioles because they're going to they are going to do it by the numbers and by money. And if you do it by the numbers and money, they're going to keep them down in the Miami. But leagues. now, again, goes back to the tone deaf. Nobody, fans don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they might care in the long run, Rally yeah, well,
0: Ruckman's service clock starts to yeah. take and he hits Super 2 and or free agent, but whatever. It's like, Look, we've already missed X amount of days of the season. They cannot sell tickets yet. Let's be serious. Opening day, to be determined, but be at the yard. But but Adley Rushman's ass better be in Adeline. Let's be
2: serious. And I'm speaking as a fan. If Adley Rushman is on the opening day roster, are you really going to go to that many more games? I'd be more intrigued Mm -hmm. with what's happening on that day. It'll give you a reason to watch
1: the game, and you don't have to be there. It'll give you a reason to have some interest in the Orioles. He's gonna be. He's gonna be on the team. And nobody's buying tickets. Yeah, he'll get like yeah, Sure. Until they yeah.
2: start in the whole getting. grand scheme of things, it won't make any difference. I or I think I think to, I think uh, to the fans of Baltimore, generate some excitement. Yeah, yeah they will. He's approaching yeah. mid twenty. What yeah. What do you think about some of these uh, proposed changes? These rule changes. You know, the bigger bases. What the hell does that even mean? They say that guys with the instant replay now, when guys slide in to bases. They're off the bag for like a millisecond, and an instant replay can pick that up, and guys are out. But with the larger bases, it's going to allow guys more area to be on the base, and that's not going to happen. And they believe that's going to increase stolen bases in the game, speed up the game. Same thing with pitch clock, speed up the game. I well, just think it's technically crazy.
0: Already is a pitch uh, already, clock. Yeah, right. I, but, uh, making it's, it's, the
2: bases bigger. Making the bases bigger. Is one Why of don't proposals. you
0: just have, like, a bunch of pit bulls between first and second <laughs> Yeah. To see if you can navigate it's your guts. Yeah. Nah, yeah. enough already no. with this and, nonsense. Yeah.
2: And abandoning the shift. I've always been, look, if you want to put nine guys playing one position, then go for it. Keep because them in the infield. Yeah, because baseball, the way the field is spread out with guys playing all over, that's actually harder because the guys are spread all over. So if you're moving guys around to other other parts of the field, it makes more part, other parts of the field open. So it's an easier game. What do you think, senior?
1: I I believe that you ought to be able to put a guy anywhere, anywhere you, you want. want. I don't care. You can have nine guys on first, at first base. I don't care. That as makes the game as easier as long as you're within the the, the foul lines. I don't Who's care better? where you put them at, and no. it's up to me to adjust as exactly. as a hitter.
0: Okay, so exactly. so Aaron Judge, for instance, uh-huh. they're not paid the Yankees aren't going to pay him the bazillion dollars he's going to get to hit against the shift. They're paying him to hit the ball over the fence at his launch angle and his exit velo. I mean,
1: well, just hit against the shift. Like, so Chris Davis... As yes, he comes should. Up, no. Yeah, so if I'm... So, so, I guess just ask me this. So, yeah. if I'm a tight end yeah. and I'm really good, yeah. you can't put two guys on me, right? <laughs> you, you Don't put two guys on me... Right, that's what you're saying. No, I agree but they with Joey Gallo. How many outfielders I, I, do you need? Hey, you get
0: thrown out by the right fielder because he's playing ten feet beyond the yeah. infield circumference, and, and, and that and means and he's I, not I, in another position. I want to see Robbie Alomar make a spectacular play, <laughs> and you can second still second see
2: thing. that, and you can still see that. And I'm not asking Joey Gallo or Aaron, or Aaron Judge to bunt. I'm just asking them to use the whole field, play with what they get, give, take what they give you. You don't get much free in baseball. If they're giving you something, you take it. So you're that. cool with the shift. I'm, oh, absolutely cool with the shift. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. They've been I mean, shifting. Been
1: old school, Bob. Yeah. Know. yeah. yeah, You yeah. Need, yeah. To move in, need to move into the 21st century. Oh, right. no, Bob, that. they've been yeah.
2: shifting in baseball since baseball started. I when you play Little League and your coach said shade to the left or shade to the right or move to the line, it's the same thing. No difference. No, they different. just kind of said, yeah, put your gloves down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, but the lockout continues on, and yep. we're talking about bigger bases and you know uh, the nuances of the game, and we get it. But minor league baseball, obviously, is going to be huge mm-hmm. because everybody's going to be reporting to Florida, I think, next week. Mm-hmm. The Bay Sox opener is April the 8th. But now it's an opportunity, maybe. And we, based in Baltimore, you've got – You've got Delmarva. You've got Bowie. I mean, you've got Aberdeen. I mean, yeah. we have sure. driving distances, sure, but there's an opportunity to go see uh, some of the future stars of
2: the Orioles. So you're not going to be starved for baseball. No, no, and and, and those are the guys that need it the most. with that compromised uh, COVID year that we had where the guys weren't, weren't able to get on the field, the development of the young guys is critical, especially for organizations like the Orioles who are dependent. We're not going out and signing any free agents. We're dependent upon these guys that we're developing to, to pan out. What do you think they're saying?
1: I definitely definitely love baseball, and I can't get into minor league baseball. You know, we always talk about it, Robbie and I. Oh, the minor leagues are coming on, and we can get it on our computers, but I only watch an inning or two. Why? Because I want to watch major league baseball. I don't want to watch college baseball. I want to watch the pros play baseball. I want to watch the names that I know, and that's what the public does. I mean, it's not just me. That's what people do, and we have the MLB package where we can get the minor league games.
0: But it goes back to what we talked about earlier – where the fans have more access and they're more knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. So I think a a diehard baseball fan knows who Drew Jones is. Now Mm -hmm. he's a high school player, Mm -hmm. but they're going to follow him. Mm -hmm. And as we talk about with the Orioles, now you're going to follow along as much as you can because the future of the team, Gunnar Henderson, I'm guessing will be what? Aberdeen this year. He was at Aberdeen. Maybe he makes it to Bowie. Mm -hmm. You're going to follow him
2: big time. We are. Because we're baseball fans, right. diehard. But the, but the fans, average diehard. person that comes in here, doesn't have a clue. No. You know, and when I say comes in here, I talked about Robbie's first base because we sell sports memorabilia yeah. and we talk to little kids that follow. But they don't know who these people are. You know, they know who the guys are on the big league teams on the big league field. You know, that's who they turn the TV so on watch. is baseball kind of
0: hosing itself right now? Of course, of course it With is. That, yep. uh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. yeah, of course With it is. that philosophy.
2: philosophy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. There's so you no don't quiet. like
0: the ping of the bat? You don't like? The well, I, one don't one like <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. I don't like aluminum
1: bats. not the major leagues. Who you know, cares? Is that I you don't said? like aluminum bats. Yeah, I, I never could get into that.
2: Will they play in April? I'm still going to say yes. I mean, a week ago I was saying they were going to play. Opening day was going to happen. I'm still going to say yes.
1: I don't think they're playing in April. I don't think, I don't they're think they're so. They're I think they're they're we'll see baseball in May because that's when it, it's going to hit where where people are losing money. I'm talking the players, the fans, mortgages got to be paid. All these guys are going to say, you know what, we need to make a deal. Yeah. And I don't know who's going to – nobody's going to win in the deal. The owners, the players, nobody's going to win. Everybody's going to lose, the owners, the players, and the fans. But I think by May we'll see some baseball. Because if not, they're going to be in trouble. Because the NFL will, will, will be starting to hear rumblings from that. You're going to have the playoffs coming in in basketball. And people, are, like you say, baseball is five down on the list of what's in the news today. It's really going to be down on the list if they're not playing. Right. When well, you talk about deals and you talk about the NFL, Lamar
0: Jackson contract status to be determined, Eric DaCosta at the Combine this week in Indiana, Indianapolis was asked about it. And it still seems as though it's on Lamar's, ter- his clock, not on his terms, I guess it is, but it's certainly on his time frame. and he, he's working out, he's healthy. But we talked about it last week here on the podcast that we all thought this would have been a done deal mm-hmm. based on what everything was uh, yeah. being talked about last year, but it hasn't. Are we growing any uh, any angst uh, starting to uh, bubble up here? Or is it still just uh, nothing to see here,
1: please? Well, start? it's you say it's on his clock, and it's mm-hmm. on his...
0: This, it, last year of his deal, 23 and a
1: half mil. It's on his Ravens clock, and it's on his money. The Ravens the Ravens have made him an offer. They've made him a monetary offer, and he's turned it down. And that's what it, that's what but DaCosta was saying when it was on his clock, they, they made him an offer. He just doesn't want that offer. Now, it, it, that's why he has to have an agent to sweeten it or non-sweeten the deal. You need that buffer because he can't do that. All he can do is say no, but if he has an agent, the agent can go around corners and say this, this, and this, and that's the problem. And is doing not only himself a disservice, doing the team a disservice because the team has to go after other players. And he can't do that. It's like this thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers w- with the Packers. They can't move yeah, on. Yeah, he's holding him hostage. Uh, he's right ho- now. exactly. And he's and Lamar is hurting the Ravens. So he, something needs to g- get done with his contract. It absolutely does. We need to sign him, and it's going to be in the forty, a uh, four hundred million dollar range, or, uh, or one of them mega contracts. Yeah,
0: Dak makes.
1: Dak Prescott makes 40 mil. Oh, he'll uh, make more than he's that. He's got to get, yeah. gotta
0: get 40, more than that. Josh Allen yeah. makes 43, same draft class. Yeah. And uh, Mahomes makes uh, 45, I think. Yeah. So be and that guaranteed money, by the way, is going to be in the $100-plus
1: yeah. Right. Rate. So, uh, uh, too bad he doesn't speak to the press, but he is speaking by not speaking. He's telling you. Uh, that uh, it's not good enough for me. That's what he's saying. He's betting on himself. There's no doubt he is that. Because Lamar Jackson could be a rich man right now if he wanted to. Well, he is a rich man. No, no. Really, really, really. He could be 100 100 and some million guaranteed. That makes him a rich rich man and don't have to worry. He could already have that locked up. We know he's one injury away from never playing football, and he knows it too. But apparently he's sacrificing all that, and that's why he needs an agent. That's why he needs someone other than his mother to intercede because it's ludicrous. This guy has generational talent and he needs to, he needs to be remunerated. The, you, Junior, you think he signs before training camp? No. Lamar Jackson? No,
2: I mean there's no reason to believe that Lamar would do that because all the Lamar's history says that he won't do that. So no, I definitely don't think Lamar. And I, I'm guessing that once they
0: get that deep, like OTAs, mini camps, if he doesn't sign by training camp, they're just going to shut down negotiations altogether. I would think so. I would think so. Because he, he his he's obsessed with winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want any, I don't want to say it's an unnecessary distraction, becoming a multimillionaire and taking care of generations of your family. But uh, he's going to be all about winning football games. Because we talk about baseball being fifth on the list, watching uh, the national TV yapping heads. They talk about the quarterback powers in the AFC alone, AFC. Patrick Mahomes, rightfully so. Josh Allen, rightfully so. Cincinnati. Joe Burrow now. Yeah, Justin true. Herbert mm-hmm. with the Chargers. Lamar's not even mentioned as, like, one of the guys yeah, which, anymore, which it could be bullshit for sure. It's but, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, no it, I doubt. think it's
2: out of sight, out of mind. Thing. I, mean, I think people are forgetting just how good Lamar Jackson really is. Last year, you can't really count last year. You take all those guys, Herbert, Mahomes, Burrow, any of those guys, you put them in the same situation as Lamar had last year, they would suck. They'd be the same. It would be no different. Lamar, the way the year ended with the injury and not coming back, and could he play? Couldn't he play? All that, yeah, that kind of that, you know, put like a sour taste in people's mouth. But people were forgetting just how good Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson is the same Lamar Jackson. Nothing's changed.
1: Yeah, two years ago he was the guy. He still is the guy. If I was Lamar's people, mom and Lamar, I would take a five-year deal with the Ravens right now. And sign this big deal right now, and have another deal after that. Yeah, he hits that's free a, agency around thirty. Yep, that's exactly what I would do. I would, I, I would, if I was his people, I would go ahead, and, and that, that gives me some guaranteed money now, no matter what happens, and he can hit the lottery again in five years because the guy's good. Yeah. All you got to do is look at his wins and losses. That's, that's all you got to do. That's how it. many games he started, how many games he's won, and it speaks for itself. Yeah. The numbers say how much you get after that. Yep. Well,
0: playoffs though. You got to get there first. And, yeah, you know, it's
2: kind of. I, I put the playoffs. That's thing like, how
0: you're judged. Fran targeted it over in the Super Bowl. Jim Kelly lost four straight. I mean, they're Hall of Famers. Dan and, Marino. Uh,
2: Dan Marino you know, only those, played in one. Yeah, yeah. You know, but,
0: but you are judged ultimately, and he's not. I'm guess not worried about legacies yeah. yet, Lamar Jackson. No. but you know, your legacy is defined by how
2: you play in big games and how many championships. Sure, you play. and but also, I you know. If you go back to those losses, I don't really pin those losses on Lamar Jackson. To be totally honest with you, I don't. I don't pin the Chargers' loss on Lamar Jackson, and I don't pin the Tennessee loss. Well, throw Jack- a pick six
0: against Buffalo two years. Ago.
2: Well, that, that Buffalo game, honestly, After you really, really got to throw it that. Up and receiver. The, 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 the conditions in that game, Josh Allen didn't play good in that game. No. That game was just a badly played football game all the way around. You put that that game with some in some normal conditions. And maybe you could really see that, that game. I really throw that game out of the window. But like the Chargers game, poor preparation by the coaches. That wasn't on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they would have had like 82 yeah. DBs. Tennessee, again, poor preparation by the coaches. Running Mark Ingram out there when he should have been on the sideline. It, at best, a decoy when you got healthy running backs that could actually played in the game and helped. You know the Andrews ball off the hand. There's it, it, a couple of things here and there, but he's not without blame. No. no, no, I'm not saying. No. But he's not. Doesn't deserve all the blame. No, no. But no, as the no, quarterback,
0: no. you have to take it. You get, but you get more credit than you deserve. When and you certainly win. take more blame. Yeah. Than you deserve. That's that it comes with the job.
2: Well, one thing I can say why the
0: quarterback makes the most makes the most yeah, money. I definitely agree he's with the
2: face of the team. The face of the team. I definitely agree with you. Definitely get all the blame. But to be honest with you, Lamar Jackson getting all the credit. He deserves all the credit because this team would not be very good without Lamar <laughs> Jackson know,
0: over the last three or four years. So Lamar Jackson contract uh, situation still uh, to be determined. But the combine's been going on this week. And yeah. what do you guys think about the combine? Is it? You know, is it a, a show of just uh, shorts and running That's fast? what it is. I mean, does anything really change amongst your status? Well, it depends uh, on how big your hands are. Yeah, Kenny <laughs> Pickett. Yeah. yeah, he might be the first yeah. quarterback, yeah. eight and a half hands. Yeah. But then again, you go back to the film. Can you play football? Can you play football? I exactly. Mean, you can run really fast. You can jump really high, yeah. but... You know, what are you going to do when, you know, TJ Watts bear down on your ass or you have a safety about to drill you when you're catching a ball in in, uh, traffic.
2: But look at it from the player's perspective. Like there's a defensive lineman from uh, Georgia that ran a crazy 40 that he was a top 25 pick. Now he's talking about being in the top two or three picks. You know, the guy you were talking about, Taquan Thornton, that ran the, oh, the 4-2. Yeah, I mean, it cha- It totally changes the way teams look at people based off intangibles. So it makes a big difference. We might think it's just guys running around in shorts. But for some guys that might not have got a lot of national TV time mm-hmm. or they might not have got a lot of exposure during the year, the running around in them shorts, you know, at, at the combine makes a big difference. And it, you see guys every year. There's guys that come out of nowhere – they climb up the charts and all of a sudden are, you know, considered top picks. And then there's guys, they go the other way. Like when we saw Orlando Brown, yeah. when he shit the bed at the combine and then, you know, he fell to us. He's been in what, three pro bowls? Yeah, maybe yeah pro. exactly. Made him a steal over though, goes back
0: though ultimately, can you
2: play football? Can you play football? Yeah.
0: Now the hand size of Kenny Pickett. As a quarterback, I think that makes a that difference. That leads to, you know, yeah. ball security. But he yeah. played at Pitt. I mean, a cold weather team. Yeah. I mean, they play at Heinz Field or yeah. the Steelers play. I mean... I'm assuming that he would be used to those sorts of conditions depending on where sure. he gets drafted. But, you know, watching the expert types again on the the, the, the uh, national channels, it apparently, apparently these is guys kind of a down. big deal. Yeah, you know, like his hand size, for instance, is smaller than any starting quarterback
2: currently in the league Sure. NFL. And, uh, you know, the Aiden Hutchinson guy, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is a stud. Yeah, he's a complete stud. But now they're talking about, you know, he's got short arms. He's got alligator arms. So, at, the, at his position yeah. – Ain't paying the check. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'd take that guy all day long if I had the chance to get him. But so. you
1: know what it really does with the combine, when when the Ravens, the Patriots, or any of them go to the combine, 50 people from the organization go with them. Do you know that? 50 people, staff, coaches, they go with them. And what do they do? Talk to the other coaches on the other teams about the players that's going to be available. That's exactly what they do. So it gives them all the opportunity. Forget the guys who are on the field. We're looking at them. They're looking at them, and it's all going to be a judgment. But they get a chance to interact with other teams, and that's why when players can be moved, they get moved really quick because they've already talked about them with these guys. They go to the the the, the bars, the, the the meetings, and. They may be talking about the guy on the field, but they're also are talking about a the guy they're gonna release. Yeah. So it's good that that yeah, that, that they have the combine.
0: Free agent, yep. Uh early free agent tampering. Illegal tampering, tampering or legal tampering. But, but how crazy is call.
2: the combine? The fact that like people now will tune in to yeah. watch guys do yeah. that. You people will sit there all day long and just watch the guys running forties, no. high jumping. You know, well, throwing the fans football. The are
0: there now. They're serving booze and food. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. becoming a day. the NFL's got NFL it together, man. is 12 they, months a They year, got it together. 365, which goes back to what we talked about earlier with baseball. Oh, by the way, they're still locked out. Oh yeah, Major yeah, League like Baseball. <laughs> yep. hey, but uh, Aiden Hutchinson's got little arms, yeah. and uh, some dude from Baylor you never heard of ran a four-two yeah. plus. Yeah. 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 40. We shouldn't even care. <laughs> All right, so we got football going on, but let's uh, transition smoothly, I hope, to college hoops. And Mike Schefcinski oh,
1: last night was his uh, final home game in Durham. How do you turn? How do you turn? How do you turn thirty dollars into a hundred thousand? I don't know. Have a ticket to the game last night. And be a student. A student could get a ticket for 30 bucks. That's what a student has to pay for a ticket. The seats on the court were hundred grand. Damn. Oh, yeah. 100000 Average ticket, 5300 Talk to Kenny
0: Denard mm-hmm. on Friday. past. Yep. Passed. Yep. Played for Mike Schenchewski's yep. first team. And he said they were going for upwards of $80,000. They had seats. But on? if you're like Kenny Denard, yeah. who's a legacy alum, and they find out you sold your ticket, they cut you
2: off. Yeah. So you got to be kind of yeah right you want to make some cakes but, cake, but yeah, you might yeah. be uh, can you imagine going that your last Duke Well of course you can doing of so. course you can imagine it and people get those numbers misconstrued the real thing that drives those numbers is the alumni you know you go to Duke you make a lot of money yep. you can afford to buy a ticket and there's no number you can't hit Exactly you know, so the doctor that went to Duke that makes you know 6 million a year oh, sure. you can't outbid him and there's and except for there's not just him there's Thirty thousand of them, you know, around the country. There was Just ninety-one
1: like format athletes there, yeah. and you know, it's going to stop. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was a who's who there. I yeah. mean, well, you know, it was awesome. They lost. They lost. Yeah, yeah. It was great.
0: I, I, you and, know, and I don't like Carolina and being fifty-seven growing up watching yeah. ACC. I hated Duke. I hated North Carolina even more because. Yeah. Carolina in 70s and 80s, they were yeah. it. Duke yeah.
2: sucked yeah. when I first and started. Hubert Davis Ducks. always drove me crazy. For yeah. me and
0: so all the bandwagon Dukies, yeah. if they were my age, they'd yeah. have been Carolina fans. Yep. But for him to lose that last game, and I have no ill will towards Mike Krzyzewski. I interviewed him once, and he was actually, it pissed me off that he was cool because yeah. I wanted him to be an asshole, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't. He was like a very great guest, but... For them to lose, I, I thought it was a fitting. It was against their hated rival. I'm sure oh, Dean Smith was like big middle yep. figure from
2: heaven. And they threw a stat up on there no, last no, no. night, Cameron. That uh, Coach K had a stat that he was 570 or something and 72 at Cameron. For his grade. That's crazy. He yeah. I mean, his whole 40 some year career, he only lost 72 times at Cameron. I mean, that's that's nuts. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's not. I mean, that's an you can actually, run. if you were a team that came in there and beat them. You actually have something to brag about. I mean, there's not there not that many other teams that can say they did that. Now, before we start kissing mm-hmm. his ass,
0: yeah. which we should because yeah, it's, right. uh, it's appropriate. He's the best coach ever in college. But I thought even better in Wooden would. Oh be yeah, e- yeah, even better than Wooden. Yeah. The but, numbers. Yeah, but I thought after the game, when he came out, and he's probably tired. He's in his seventies now, yeah. and you know he's been having this kind of heaped on him, and I get it. But he first thing he said was tonight's game was unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> like shit all yeah. over the yeah.
2: team last yeah. night. Yeah. Right.
0: Season's acceptable, but yeah. tonight's unacceptable. Yeah. Season's not over He's yet. He's trying to
2: fire his team up for the yeah. tournament.
0: Is that what it was? I think so. I thought he cut it. maybe made he was embarrassed. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't I do that. To, I
2: couldn't. I
1: couldn't do that to my team on national. Yeah. yeah, even, even though it was unacceptable. Yeah, I mean it was
2: unacceptable. Yeah. They were
0: blown out by a team they just beat by
2: twenty-five. Yeah, but for him to come moment. out and announce, nah, it like I that. think that's the, first the fire. Thing is
0: anyone like improv?
2: I think that's improv. the fire you need lit. <laughs> I think that's the fire you need lit up under you because Duke got the talent. They've got the players. Oh sure, they got the horses. Uh,
0: Bay Carroll might be the first pick in the draft.
2: If you give them a reason and you light a fire in them, it could be trouble. What do you th- I thought it was. I don't want to say it was classless, but yeah. I do
0: it all the time. It was an unprovoked. Sure. lib Sure. Tonight sucked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do that to my The
0: Season was great. Well, no, it, not with all those people the first round there. The tournament
2: though. Hey, and look at it from this perspective. You think Coach K- he was going to come out and talk to the crowd after the no game? Doubt anyway, I mean, no matter what. Chairs
0: and microphones. You, you set think out. He,
2: you think he was expecting to do that in an L? No, he was coming out coming to you yeah. know doing that in a victory. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So anyway, things just come out wrong sometimes.
0: But greatest college basketball coach, man. Oh yeah. Of yeah. all time. Yeah. Landscape has certainly changed. John Wooden was yep. stacking titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 in, what was it, 12 years? Whatever it was. Well, he had 86 wins in a row or something like that? 88. 88. Yeah. Man. yeah. And, uh, but Duke, he's won five. He's been in Final Fours countless. Mm-hmm. Multiple ACC tournament championships. Put it in perspective, Lefty and Gary Williams won two combined. Yeah. Mike Krzyzewski's won multiple yeah. ACC tournament championships.
1: And, and it- even, even though it's changed... Basketball on players, the movement, how they drop, how Recruiting. they get up. Exactly. Uh, but he's hung in there. And that's the difference between Wooden, uh, you know, with the Alcinda and the Bill Bill Walton, Walton. Yeah. guy. Uh, it, it, it was totally different. Yeah. He's the best coach ever. Coach K is absolutely the best basketball coach ever. There's no question about it. What that,
2: do you think, Junior? I agree with it. I definitely yeah. think he's the best college basketball coach ever.
0: No doubt. I mean, he improvised and adapted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because up until the late '90s, when Elton Brand left after his sophomore year, and I think Corey McGetty, I think it was his freshman year, no one had ever left Duke
2: mm-hmm.
0: prior to their eligibility exhausting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And so that was, oh my god, no one has ever left Duke before uh, before their uh, senior year. So he kind of changed. He a new game. Now he went to the one. And, he's been out what? one and done. Cal I, know. I know. for I know. the last few I years. Know. And Shire's kind of picking up. From there, I'm guessing Coach K's got a lot to do with this recruiting class coming in, which I believe is number yeah. one.
2: because you have to. Because yeah. those guys wouldn't even be ones if they had to, if they didn't have to be ones, I they'd think- just be duns. They wouldn't even be in college. Yeah, you look at uh, uh, Coach K,
1: Coach Wooden. And um, obviously, Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight, who played three pulled, best coaches. Played yeah, Bobby Knight yeah. At three Army. best coaches ever. Dean Not Smith, him. obviously. Yeah, Dean Smith, yeah, no doubt. A little
0: tribute. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, but no Mike Schuszewski, his uh, home finale last night, and they lost to North Carolina, and I thought it was pretty awesome. Now you got the ACC tournament, then the Big Ten tournament with Maryland. Maryland takes on his, uh, we're doing this, and. I mean, we can evergreen it if you want, but they got Michigan State. Turf's been on a little bit of a heater. They won four <laughs> last, or five. Should have be pretty Last six out of seven they won, and right? And Michigan State is yeah. really starting to crap uh-huh. the bed down the stretch. I think Maryland might be... I, I, I'm predicting them to win today. Then again, I picked the Dolphins to go to the <laughs> playoffs. And I think Maryland might... I'm not saying they're going to win the Big Ten tournament because Fats Russell and I.L. are playing really well. Yep. Uh, Julian Reese, the kid from Baltimore, is playing well. Dante Scott's mm-hmm. doing some things. So I'm I'm thinking Maryland's going to make people sweat
1: in the Big Ten tournament. I I, I hope they do, and I would love to see them in the NCAA. Um, and I don't know that if they don't, would they get an invite from the NIT? I mean, I don't know. And would they take it? I mean, yeah, I don't you know, it. Yeah, a lot of times the Knit is uh, lost yeah. so much luster. I know you
0: don't even know who plays in it, when it is, I know. where it is, what is it again? To- yeah.
1: But I think I think they I think they win the game today. And let's see if they can uh, make some noise and at least let people see what they're going to be next year. Because we go back to next year, they're going to have a new coach. I don't think Danny Manning is going to be the coach uh, of them. I think they'll bring someone in. And I, you know, I know we talked about Patino and we want him and Patino says he's not coming and. And all well, this. Damon Evans said. And Damon on Evans Thursday, uh, yeah. on yeah. Vinny and Haney. More then, or less, <laughs> without mentioning <Yeah. laughs> him, don't believe everything uh, you read. Because if he did mention it, that would be tampering. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so I, I'm still hoping that uh, we get a Patino because money changes everything. But we'll see. But I, I do think we're going to get a coach that's going to put us uh, on the map again because they need to be uh, in basketball because they're never going to be in football in the coach. Big Ten. Basketball is going to be it. So I think they'll make a they'll make a big splash. So uh, they go Coke. mid-major, mm-hmm. say uh, Valentine from uh, uh,
2: Loyola, Chicago, mm-hmm. they hire him. Mm-hmm. See, I think guys like him and guys like Andy Enfield would be better for the program long-term. But I think a guy like Patino gets his instant credibility. The name is going to recruit itself. Well, I think the, Enfield does. Uh, yeah, the name. Uh, more people know who Rick Pitino is than Andy Enfield. Oh, no doubt. But you know the I mean? Enfield, they went to the Elite Eight last year. Just he,
0: Evan yeah. Mobley might be the uh, rookie of the year yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, in the NBA. And he's got a couple McDonald's All-Americans coming in. They're yep. in the top 25. Long term,
2: I like Enfield. From here, basically, you know, from Pennsylvania, played at Hopkins, all that stuff. I Got a master's from Maryland. Did he? did do you know that. Yes, he did. I would like him long term. I think he's the better solution. He's younger. I think he's more motivated. I think he'll hit the street. I think he'll actually recruit. Patino. I don't know if he'll do that, but Patino—the name will do it for itself. I think like if you want a quick fix, Patino. Long term, and dude, fair. I'm
0: with you. I've been saying it since the day Turgeon quit or resigned or whatever it was it was fired. I've been all about Patino for that short, quick fix.
2: Fix. Yeah.
0: Comes in three next year. He'll clean up in the portal, and then two years from now, they'll be in the top ten. And then you reestablish Maryland as a national power, exactly. and people are now banging on your door to take the And I the think job, that's really what they need. Not using Maryland as leverage to get an extension, which, quite frankly, Enfield might be doing at USC. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I think I'm all about it, but I don't think I, th- I don't think it's
1: reality. I think a big big time boosters goes to the University of Maryland and talks to them and tell them they want Patino. They bring him in. Because the big-time boosters who bring the money into the to the program are really what calls the shots. Yeah. Because if they bring them in, now that you can pay players, you know, you can pay basketball players to come to your school now, and Patino can certainly get that done. When he can walk into your house with a handful of bucks, because he can walk in with a fistful of money now, and it's legal, and get players to come to your school, I, we'd be right on the map. And the University of Maryland needs to understand that. 'Cause those are the parameters that you're playing in now. The old days are gone now. If you want to compete with the big boys, you gotta have the guy that can do that. And Patino's that guy.
2: Yeah. What used yeah. to
1: be illegal is illegal. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we need that Under
2: Armour NIL stud player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. out there. Yeah. And we have it. We I mean we have Kevin Plank. We have all the ability. Yeah. we have all the
0: resources to be able to do that. Why not do it? So Maryland looking for a new head coach, but trying to close out the season on a high note as they've been playing very well as of late. But Towson, the tigers that's tigers. the story. Yeah. College basketball-wise, they won the Colonial. They play in their uh, conference tournament today as uh, they're looking to get back to the NCAAs for the first
1: time in a long time. And, you know, Pat Scary's done a hell of a job yeah. building a team there. Yeah, the only problem with with, with, with Towson is that uh, you talk to the average person they can't name
2: three guys on Towson team. One guy, yeah, yeah, I can't either. The fact that we're having the conversation is yeah. the reason why Maryland's got to get back in the game. Exactly. Because for the last three or four years, you know, I'm looking to see if Mount St Marys can win their tournament, if UMBC can win their tournament, you know, if Towson can win their tournament. So I have somebody local to watch. I, I, I hope Towson can get in. You know, they're the best team in their conference. So, just like UMBC was, I think, last year, but they lost in the, in the tournament, right. so they couldn't wish they couldn't get in. It'd be nice to have somebody local, but that's the all the more reason why and Maryland's colonial, got to And the Colonial, by the way, is not some scrub No, 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 no not a by any means. strong mean. right. mid-major. But you're not going to get an at-large bid. No, it's a one-bid league. <laughs> yeah, right. so. I mean, if
0: they get upset,
2: like the Wilmington
0: wins done. it. They're done. They're done. They Towson's got the win going it. to the NIT right. or one of the yeah. other uh, – Slappy tournaments, yeah, but still to your point, junior, having a team to watch that's not Maryland, yeah, it's, it's kind of it Maryland sucks. should be a yeah. no brainer. It's yeah. not is yeah. Maryland on the bubble, and they got to win yeah. the tournament to get in. It should be like, all right, what seed's Maryland going to be and what time are they playing on
2: Thursday? Exactly, actually? yeah, we shouldn't have to be worried, you know, looking for the copping of this year or you know, another t- no, no knock on those programs, sure. but Maryland needs to be in every year, all right, let's
0: get to uh, now. What do you guys? One of your many fields of expertise, of course, here at Robbie's First Base is sports memorabilia, and uh, you talked about the store and everything that you guys got going on. But uh, what are the big news stories of this week in regards to sports memorabilia, the cards, the jerseys, everything you guys got going on?
2: So it's it, you know the, it's not even a weekly thing at this point. It's almost like a daily thing. Things just change constantly with the sports mark, sports card market in particular, especially with these NFTs that have that have come around. Uh, basically these NFTs are pretty much just a holding. You don't have a physical card or a piece of memorabilia or anything. You essentially just have a file, for the most part, that just says you own this. It's pretty, pretty much like a position in the market. So, you know, at first I thought it was a little strange, you know, because people want to be able to buy a baseball card or buy a jersey or buy a signed baseball and say they own this, not have something they own virtually. But the way thing is now with crypto and all that, it's becoming more accepted. And 52 Tops Mantle rookie card is, like we talked about last week, next to the Hannes Wagner, that's pretty much the most desirable card. Mickey Mantle is the player that people most identify with, I would say, in the last 100 years or 70 years. Sure. you know, Hannes Wagner, even though that card is, a, is the best card ever, most people don't even know who Hannes Wagner is, but they know who Mickey Mantle is and Babe Ruth. Um, now they have a 52 Tops. Tops Digital came out with a 52 Tops one-of-one one Mickey Mantle rookie card. Really? Just came out with it. it went on auction March 1st um, on OpenSea Auction House, and it ended yesterday. $471,000. For something that you can't pick up, hold, touch, none of that. Just, it's an NFT. It's all virtual. You know, there's only oh, one, shit. and there's only one. Now... For the average collector, it might not be of interest. I mean, number one, the average collector can't afford it. But for people that are investing in these things, these NFTs are the future. So, what's the ceiling for that financially? Who knows? Who knows? It's yeah, like Who, crypto. Yeah, you it's, don't know. Yeah, you don't know. But, but it, I it, mean, that's... I
0: don't understand real money, right? Yeah. Much less, <laughs> right? You know, something I can't go and
1: buy a gallon of gas. But with, the cool you know thing I mean? about about collecting cards, and you know, forget about the NFT. You can still walk into a shop like ours, buy a pack of cards, and the card could be worth a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. You still have the opportunity to spend eight bucks, ten bucks, and do that. And that's what's going to keep the market going because right now baseball cards are more popular than they've ever been. And we've been doing this for over thirty years at Robbie's First Base. So right now, baseball cards are popular. Uh, the fact that you can, uh, that, that little kid can come in and buy a card. And now, with the internet, the fact that he can look that card up and tell what it's worth, he's in the market already. Mm-hmm. And that's going to keep it fueled. So I think it's just nothing but upwards for, for the sports Will card. Will there industry. be more of these digital cards? Oh, 100%.
2: Yep. They oh, are yeah. the future in yep. the sense that like, we can't relate. Like, my, my daughter asked me the other day, What'd you do when you didn't have a tablet and you didn't have a cell phone, and you didn't have all this? Well, it's the same thing with these NFTs. We exist that- yeah, we exist. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with these NFTs. These kids are going to look past the cardboard. You know, we can't wrap our minds around that. Right. You know, they're going to be doing these NFTs 15, 20 years down the road. It's, it's not going to be a big deal. They're already on the computer anyway. That's like my dad said, they're looking at the, looking up the cards or seeing what the value, seeing what the grades are, you know, and, they, and they're trying to sell them online like they would like we would at a baseball card show 20 years ago. But now I don't have to get in my car or get my parents to drop me over to baseball card show. The baseball card show is right on my laptop or my tablet, or my cell phone. It's right in my door, right in my house. Same thing with NFTs. They are the future, but it's just going to, our generation is not really going to be able to wrap our head around it. Senior,
1: tell everybody what's happening at Robbie's First Base. Well, Robbie's First Base, the biggest thing that we're doing right now is now that the uh, virus thing is done, people are having organizations, the groups, they're out trying to raise money again. And we have a program here where, you know, if your group of organizations is trying to raise money, you call us we tell you up front what we need for our items, we give them to you on consignment. And if you sell them everything over what we need that you get, you keep. And if something doesn't go, you just, just give it back. It's a win win for every group organization. You can't possibly lose. And uh, now that this thing's over with, as far as groups getting together again, the market has absolutely picked up for us here.
0: 410-560-3200. What's the website?
1: www.Robbie'sFirstBase.com, home of the
0: Big League Deal. All right. It's the Sports Addicts. And uh, let's bring in uh, Caleb. Caleb, introduce yourself to our uh, audience out there. Uh, All three of them. Hello, all three people listening to the Sports Addicts. I'm sure there will be more now that we're picking up speed with the second episode. Yeah. Um, born on the great bluegrass state of Tennessee, right? Isn't it the bluegrass
1: state? I thought oh,
0: that, that, was that was Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Is it Kentucky? <laughs> yeah. And well, you're from born there. Born, oh, you know oh, that. Man. You're well, from bro, that I'm I lived insane. there for a year. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't live Maybe there, there on long. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I grew, grew up on the Eastern Shore, uh, graduated from Salisbury University, been working over at the fan with Bob for a couple months now. Um, really just getting into the whole production thing. My background is in
2: music technology and uh, media production. So sports fits right where I need to be. Uh, happy to be here. And thanks for letting me uh, yeah. produce you guys'
0: show. No doubt. Uh, and uh, sooner or later, because, uh, you know, we will get into the video realm. Right. I mean, we are four handsome guys. So y'all want to <laughs> take a gander at us eventually. But that's it's baby steps. But it's the sports addicts. Bomb Bob Bob Haiti, Robbie Sr., Robbie Jr., of course, Caleb. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, and hopefully we'll be talking about the start of a Major League Baseball season date to be
1: determined. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.